And let me tell you, when it comes to podcasting, imposter syndrome is a very real thing. There are so many times where I'd be halfway through an episode and I'd think, you can't publish this. No one's going to want to hear this. But the truth is that they do. It's Julie, and welcome to my podcast. Today, you and I are going to celebrate. I know, it might seem a little bit weird to celebrate anything in 2020, but here we are. We are celebrating the five-year anniversary of this podcast. Amazing, I know. Now, the truth is, I wouldn't be here without you as a listener, Because, hey, you can't podcast without a community and without listeners, right? So that's why today this is as much a milestone for me as it is for you. So here's a look at what we're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain the top five lessons that I've learned after podcasting for five years. Then in the second segment, I'm going to share the five most popular episodes that I've ever published. And I think there's going to be a little bit of wisdom in there for you too. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, in this first segment, I want to share the top five lessons that I've learned from podcasting. And for each one of these lessons, I want you to really take this as a chance for you to reflect. Think about how this lesson can apply to you, whether you're a podcaster or not. It doesn't matter. It could be a passion project. It could be a hobby or a work project that you're working on. Think about how this applies to you and is there something new that you want to do or something to do differently? Here we go. I've got five lessons for you. Number one, done is better than perfect. This belief has allowed me to accomplish so many things in life. As a recovering perfectionist, I know I used to always believe that everything needed to be absolutely perfect. However, starting my own business has really called me forth to lower my standards, but in a positive way, which sounds horrible, but it's true. When you're employed by someone else, you have the novelty of time on your side, of unlimited resources. And I used to always say, it's either perfect or it's not done yet, which is completely cringeworthy. So now that I'm running my own business, it's completely another story. We've swung the pendulum the other way. Whether it's my website, communication, social media, sometimes you have to put things out into the world that maybe might not be your best work ever. They might not be perfect but you need to move onward and forward. So I've definitely lived that lesson with this podcast. Done is better than perfect. Lesson number two, don't doubt yourself. Someone always needs to hear exactly what you have to say. So when it comes to podcasting, imposter syndrome is a very real thing. And I have to confess to you, I thought it would go away after six months, maybe worst case scenario, a year. But I still deal with imposter syndrome every single episode. It's the constant 
thoughts and worries in my head of, you know, no one's going to want to listen to this. They might have listened last time, but they're definitely not going to listen to this time. And just constant thoughts of questioning the content, of worrying if someone really, really is going to care, what they're going to think of you, whether you're sharing, you're oversharing, or being too vulnerable. There's always some thought in your head, and that's the feeling of being an imposter. But the truth is, people do need to hear what you have to say. And it causes us to just have to put our big girl or big boy pants on and just hit the publish button or the send button, or whatever it is, the action that you need to take. So don't doubt yourself. Stand out there on that limb. Take the risk. Send the email. Say the thought. Whatever it is, really take the action. Okay? So that's lesson number two. Don't doubt yourself. Lesson number three is keep a beginner's mind. Now, I'm going to explain what this one is. Because a lot of times people, when we bring this up in workshops, etc., people don't understand really what beginners mind. So think of it like this. It is about having an attitude of openness and you don't hold any preconceptions about what is going on or how things should or could play out. So here's the truth. The episodes that I think are going to be the best received, that are going to have the highest impact, often don't. And then the random episodes that I think are insignificant speak really loudly to people. So this is why it's important to have a beginner's mind. Because sometimes we think that we're going to control what is happening. And then when it doesn't play out the way we want it to we get really disappointed. And I live and breathe this every day as a recovering perfectionist and a recovering control freak. I know that need to want to control, to be able to understand and influence the outcome. We think that it's going to give us peace of mind, and yet it doesn't. So beginner's mind is the opposite of control. Your job isn't to control what's happening. Your job is to have a clear vision of where you want to go and then taking one next step forward with courage. So Beginner's Mind applies to this podcast in that it has evolved over the years as my business has evolved. I haven't stayed true to one single format or style. And this is really, for me, quite liberating. So Lesson number three, keep a beginner's mind. How can this apply to you? Where in your life do you think you could keep a beginner's mind? Lesson four, pace yourself. According to Bill Gates, most people overestimate what they can do in one year, yet they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Most of us have no problem creating these big dreams. And the truth is, we often give up on those dreams too early. I started out with a really lofty goal to podcast every single week. And I was able to do that for the first couple years. Then I just got too busy with clients and I had to back off a bit. So I switched up the pace to do bi-weekly. And I did that for about a year. And then last year, I switched to monthly. So 
For me, I didn't do a great job of pacing myself. I started out with really, really lofty ambitions. Doing an episode every week is a lot. And looking back, I don't know how I managed to do that for so long. But I recalibrated along the way. And when that weekly format was just too overwhelming, I adjusted my schedule. I found a pace that was more realistic to my business. I definitely have a track record of taking on too much. I can, I can admit that. But I've learned that it's better to pace yourself and build a regular and consistent cadence rather than biting off more than you can chew. And once I zoomed out and I looked at the big picture, I realized that actually slowing down on the podcast wasn't really failure. It felt like failure. But really, in fact, it was a sign of success. Because the main reason of me starting my podcast five years ago was to be able to build a community and connect with my clients, which is the exact reason why I don't have time to do weekly shows anymore. So it's amazing the clarity that you get when you zoom out and you really have reflection in your daily practice. So what about you? Is there an area of your life where you need to pace yourself better? Is there something that you need to let go of or rethink? So that's your lesson number four, pace yourself. And lastly, number five, my personal favorite, watch for winks from the universe. Now you can think of these as the times when you keep getting nudged to do something. Like you might have three different people recommend that you read a certain book or take a certain course. You might have a certain person pop into your head and think, "Mm, I really need to catch up with that person or reach out to them. Or you keep circling around with them on LinkedIn and you think, I really have to connect with them and see how they're doing with that project that they just launched. So I like to call these things winks from the universe because it is always the universe nudging us to pay attention and take inspired action. For me, it was a wink from the universe that actually caused me to start this podcast in the first place. I was at a networking event and I connected with another entrepreneur. We had a really good chat and she was working as a writer at the time. So we connected for lunch the next week. We started talking about all kinds of different things like how hard it was to run a business and she started talking about podcasting and how she'd really been doing a lot of research lately on the impact of podcasting and how it's really re-emerging as a powerful tool for marketing, especially for someone like myself who's a service-oriented type business because you're really you're selling a service, but really you're building that on a relationship. As I often say, the root of all business transactions is relationships. So Having that conversation, just like that, a few months later, I launched the podcast. So I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to Sandra for your wisdom and giving me this heads up and putting me on this path to start podcasting. Who knew I'd still be doing it five years later? So what about you? What kinds of winks from the universe have you been getting lately? Any signs to reach out to certain people? Any opportunities that keep showing up and crossing your mind? These are definitely important things to pay attention to because they're usually pointing you in a very important direction. So you have to take inspired action. So I'm going to recap those five tips 
that I wanted to share with you from running the podcast for five years. I know that they apply to you. I know there's one of them in there at least that definitely applies to you. Number one, done is better than perfect. Number two, don't doubt yourself. Number three, keep a beginner's mind. Four, pace yourself. And five, watch, watch always for winks from the universe. So I thought it might be fun to share some of the most popular episodes that I've published over the last five years. And I'm basing this on the number of downloads that I've received across all platforms. And, you know, before I dive in to share these five most popular episodes, I want to invite you to share with me your most popular or your most favorite impactful episodes. I really, really would love to hear it. I do get random emails or um, comments from people when we're having conversations about how a certain episode really spoke to them. Or I have certain people say that they've bookmarked Uh, you know, two or three of their favorite episodes and they listen to them every time they're going in for a job interview or when they feel like they need more confidence. So that would be really valuable feedback if you feel compelled to do that, whether you have the episode number or not, or just the theme that we talked about in that episode, I would love to hear that. All right. So This is going to be particularly important for any of you who have stumbled upon this podcast recently. You might be wondering, should I really go back and start at the beginning and 190 episodes? I don't know if I would advise that. That's a lot. Plus, I think the ones in the beginning probably aren't really that good. See, there's my imposter syndrome speaking. I would suggest that you start, if you just started the podcast, start with these five that I've listed and then kind of go from there and you can fill in the blanks. A few of them are part of series. So as you listen to the one, you're gonna be uh, tripping on a whole bunch of other episodes to tack onto that, okay? So I'm gonna go through and reveal this list of top episodes for you right now. And I'll warn you, there might be some surprises on this list. It might not be necessarily intuitive to what you think would be popular. Okay, starting with the fifth most popular episode of all time. It is number 71, Avoid This Hiring Mistake, number 71. So let's face it, hiring people is challenging. And in this episode, I really get to share some specific examples from my business and also common mistakes that I see my clients make. So the most common hiring mistake that we ever make is that we hire people in our own image, which means We hire people that are basically just like us. We get along with them easily. They have the same skills as us. They think like we do. They make decisions like we do. They have the same experience and background. And if you really zoom out and think about it, that's not really doing you any favors, is it? Because the whole point of hiring someone is to bring someone on board to do what you can't do or what you're not good at. So when we hire people in our own image, we're not really honoring diversity. We do this really because it allows us to stay in our comfort zone and we think we know what to expect. And also, sometimes it's a little bit of us trying to control the situation. So in this episode, I share four main tips that can help you during the hiring process. 
So it's a good episode if you want to go back and check it out. It's number 71. Avoid this hiring mistake. The fourth most popular episode is, this one made me proud actually, number 27, access your internal power. So this episode, we talk about internal versus external power. And actually, this is a foreshadowing of what we're going to be talking about a lot in 2021. In this episode, I explain that there's essentially two different types of power. We traditionally think of power as external power, things that are outside of ourselves, like our title, our material possessions, our status and relationships, the roles we play, all these labels that we have and we take on or are given, these are what we think make us powerful. And while all these things are important, yes, they are temporary and they can be taken away at any moment. We compare this to our internal power, which comes from a strong sense of self-awareness and personal connection. Our internal power is our relationship with ourself. And there are three guiding questions that you absolutely have to be able to answer to really define your internal power. So I love this episode and this one is particularly valuable if you are working with others, especially in the corporate environment. So often we've been taught that our success is measured by things, by stuff, right? And while this seems tempting, it's actually a recipe for disaster because you're building your identity like a house of cards and it can all come tumbling down. Now, I want to get on a soapbox, but this is essentially a lot of what I've seen happen through 2020 is that people are so identified by their job, their role, their title, dressing up in suits and fancy clothes and going to the office and having that identity that when all that gets stripped down and they're just in sweatpants every day, they don't feel fancy and they don't feel special. So I'm not undermining what we've experienced this year. It's been hard, absolutely. But I think this factor of losing that identity, that polished corporate self uh, that we have as part of who we are or who we believe we are, I think that's been a big part of what has made us feel so lost this year. So that's episode number 27, if you want to go back and check that out. Now, the third most popular episode is number 174 around edge behavior. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Edge behavior is a hot topic when I work with my clients, also when I've done teamwork. Our edge behavior shows up when we're pushed to those outer edges of our comfort zone. It's not an excuse, but it is something that we have to make conscious so that we can recognize it in ourselves. Having this knowledge Knowing what your edge behaviors are is one of the most valuable self-awareness tools that we can learn. Some of the common edge behaviors are defensiveness, going blank, freezing, blaming, deflecting, nervous laughter, and being overly logical. And what I particularly love is I talk about this edge behavior as a topic with all my clients. And the more that I do work with clients, the more edge behaviors we end up revealing. Like a personal favorite that a client told me was going red in the face. I would have never thought of that. And so I'm constantly adding to this list of edge behaviors that I have as clients keep 
teaching me and then I get to share this intelligence with the community. So that is episode 174. I definitely suggest you go back and check that one out. Okay, we're getting down to the last two. The second most popular episode of all time is number 142, The Dip. Now, this is another really important topic, and I have all my clients listen to this too. I often encourage people to have a designated dip buddy who they can talk to when they feel like they're really low and really discouraged. And just as an aside, if you don't have a dip buddy, definitely check this episode out and find someone in your life who you can designate to be your dip buddy. So the dip is a place where everything feels like it's going wrong and we're really down, maybe even feeling depressed, and we might be even questioning our dream. Everyone slides into the dip at different points in their life. The difference is that some people are conscious that they're in the dip and they can use knowing that as a tool to get themselves out. And then other people aren't conscious that they're in the dip and they just get sucked right in like quicksand. So in this episode, I give a really good explanation of the dip and I got such great feedback from it. I actually turned it into a whole series so you can get other people's perspective of what the dip is like for them. So in episode 143, I actually shared a time and revealed a story when I was in a really, 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 really dark dip, like crying on the bathroom floor dip. And I wanted to throw in the towel with my business. I totally wanted to give up. And that was the deepest dip I've been in in a really long time. So it's episodes 142 to 146. And there's a lot of great content in there. The first episode was me doing a solo episode and then two, and then part two, three, and four. I actually had guests on the show, which is pretty rare. I don't do guests a lot, but I thought it would be really good to get different people's perspectives. So if you don't understand what the dip is, you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely head back and start with episode 142. All right, so this is it. The number one most popular episode over the last five years is 181, Identify Your Greatest Value. And this episode has the most amount of downloads, but it's actually doubly popular because it's the most recent one. It hasn't had a chance to have as many people listen to it versus some of the first ones maybe in two digits, right? Those episodes have been up for a really long time. And so we have the chance to have years of people going back and reviewing all those. So that's why I think this one, A, it's popular, but B, it's also recent, which makes it really, really important. And it has to be one of my favorite episodes. Values are one of the most important topics that I talk to my clients with. Values essentially make us tick. They help us understand why we get along with certain people, why we're frustrated with other people, and they help us make decisions, right? They help us explain decisions to others and serve as a North Star for all aspects of our life. So this is, in my humble opinion, the best, one of the best episodes I've ever done. And I highly recommend you go back and check it out. It is number 181. So even if you listened to values in the past, 
or you think you understand what makes them important, you might want to check it out again, especially as we're coming on to flip the year. That's a time when we all want to go back and review our core values, right? Because something might have shifted or we want to intentionally, proactively make a change going into the new year. So you can check out these episodes wherever you listen to Uh, and download your podcast, you can also head to my website. I do have a podcast page where I've conveniently listed them all because I know um, specifically with iTunes, you can only go back and search the last 100 episodes. So some of these earlier ones might not be showing up. But if you go to thecorporateyogi.com slash podcast, then you can check out the complete list and just really scroll through the page and pick out what you want. So I'll recap those numbers. Uh, number 71, number 27, 174, 142, and 181. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode. Thanks for tuning in and helping me to celebrate this important milestone. Thank you for helping me achieve this milestone. I do so appreciate it. And I know that there are some of you that have been listening from the very beginning. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you've done that. But I really, really do appreciate you and you know who you are. Now, if you want to get a little nostalgic and recap those episodes, here they are again, 71, 27, 174, 142, and 181. So I've got to confess, in the past, I've been really distracted by shiny objects. So having a five-year milestone with the podcast is really, really big for me. And I just want to acknowledge that I appreciate that about myself. I am proud that I have done this. And there have been a lot of changes along the way. And I know many of you have been listening since the beginning and you've seen the changes and notice that and thank you for your patience along the way. I may not have been consistent regularly, but I've done my best. I can say that honestly. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being dedicated to learning who you are and having an open mind to learn about who you are and what is important to you. Now to recap those top lessons, taken from the episode here they are again I want at least one of these to apply to you okay done is better than perfect two don't doubt yourself three keep a beginner's mind four pace yourself and five watch for winks from the universe so thanks for tuning in to listen and as always I love 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 hearing your feedback if you have a different episode or you disagree with anything on this list please ping me and let me know. All right, you can contact me directly or leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast.